Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Uh, today, we have a panelist, uh, Wanda Petty. She is a U.S. Army veteran and president CEO of She Vet Inspire. Uh, and Wanda has a really incredible history. Uh, she is a career strategist and inspirational activist who helps veterans, women, and minorities identify and purpose, uh, pursue their purpose. She's the CEO, host, and producer of She Vet Inspires, television show, and partner of She Voices Coalition. Uh, you can see her at www.sistersoldier.com. And uh, today we're going to be discussing the reinvention of self or business during a recovering economy. We have been hit hard by this pandemic. So, you know, Wanda, it's so, such an honor always to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you there today? Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> so, you know, how do we know when it's time for a change? <laughs> you know, all of us sort of mull around. We think, oh, maybe I should do something different. But how do we know? Well, we know it's, we know when it's time for a change and time to reinvent ourselves because when something unexpected happened, a crisis, or simply we just desire to have some kind of change, you know, mm-hmm. it literally is a transformation of yourself or a business because um, sometimes we know what to do and sometimes we don't know what to do. And it's uh, usually caused by some something that we didn't expect to happen. And it, it's an abruption, you know. So when we have an abrupt event, that we have to start reevaluating ourselves, then we know it's time to kind of like adjust and and really look at things in a different way. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once we make that decision, you know, I need to make a change in my life. Uh, what are the steps to, you know, ass- assessing what should change in our lives, you know, a career uh, to lessen the hardship of any, because it, usually you have a hardship that's causing you to uh, force you into a change. If everything is going great and you feel 100%, you're not going to make so much of a change. But if you feel like this is the time I need to change, what should I do? What what are the steps I'm supposed to be taking? Well, um, Dr. Arnold, first we, we have to kind of like look to see, okay, um, First, we got to really, really understand that reinvention is not about changing ourselves or doing something that someone else wants us to do. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that we're looking to do and that we're comfortable in doing. And it usually comes from signs of being boredom, uh, daily mm-hmm. tasks of things that we're doing on our job and, and maybe looking at the economy is changing as what we're experiencing right now. And uh, the different types of things we have to look at to do that, we have to evaluate where we are because of those changes. Mm-hmm. And we have to see what's happening in our industry that's causing us to have to take a shift. Maybe it's something like low sales or there's a um, slow demand in the economy. We're looking at something like that in the restaurant industry where Restaurant owners have to reevaluate how they're going to deliver to their customers because they're not having the employees that they once had. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So it's something like that, that we have to start looking and reevaluating our situation and see what capabilities we have, where are we currently at right now? How are we going to get from point A to point Z? And what are our limitations? Those limitations can be something that's mental. It could be physical. It could also be our financial mm-hmm. abilities. And in the situation of a business owner, we have to look at maybe maybe our location. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The building that we are trying to get back into may not be occupiable anymore because our employees don't want to come and work in a physical location. So we mm-hmm. have to take all of those things in consideration. Yeah, because you know, you said something really that's a pearl, and 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 that, and it sounds like you were saying that uh, a person really has to do a little bit of soul searching and find out what their passion is. Because if you if you're alignment with your passion, that tells you a lot about you know this is something that I should be pursuing because it overcomes my boredom. It also you know is in alignment with I feel fulfilled by what I'm doing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then we got to look at what resources are available to us when we're doing this evaluation? Are we, you know, do what do we have in our hands right now that we can just go with now to start working with that change and doubt without feeling like it's impossible because nothing is impossible if we start where we are, but all of that starts with assessing. Mm-hmm. So, Mm-hmm. From from someone who is is in that that position, whereas they are that restaurant employee who was working at a restaurant and the restaurant doors aren't open, and they have less um, employees coming back to work, and their skill right now is, I've only been working in a restaurant. I need to know what else I can do. What else is out there available for me? Assess where we are. It all, everything starts with assessing where we are. Okay, yeah, because, you know, uh, and that, that really goes to, to a very, very important point. So I have to do an assessment of what uh, resources I have, what tools I have, what abilities I have. And, you know, and it goes back to, you know, uh, you know, what are my interests, what are my aptitudes, and what are my abilities? And how does that fit into a picture of uh, doing something. So before you can go on to move forward with actionable goals, you have to have those resources ready and ready to go, right, in order to take action. Yes. So, so how, how do you move forward with actionable goals? Well, once you've looked at everything, decided, okay, this is what I have, this is what I need to do next and start taking action, you have to, you've looked at it, you have to have looked at it from an ego view. Mm-hmm. And then you now want to start looking at what kind of foundation can I create that's going to support me in this process? And this, and, and that, that goes back to communication. And um, I think communication is the, the key to it all, because if we don't start saying what we want and being clear with what we desire to do or be or have, then it just causes us to stay where we are more or less than being able to move forward. So that means getting out and using, creating a network of people, using a network that we already have so that we can uh, express to others what we are out to do and using the tools of what we have to be able to help us start moving forward. One of the, 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 the one thing that um, 
I really started thinking about as I was, uh, you know, considering this conversation here mm-hmm. is the com- the communication, the level of communication that we have in the military is totally different than what the civilian mm-hmm. workforce has. Okay. And when we are reinventing ourselves and making this transformation, the biggest thing that I think we have to consider is the words, the jargon that we are using. Mm-hmm. We're taught in the military to be, you know, be specific, use certain type of jargon and brief sentences. And mm-hmm. part of uh, the transition phase that we go through is that we really have to learn to start being clear in communicating how we are going to do what we need to do so that everybody understands. Oh, very good. So they have a full picture of what you're talking about because they may not be thinking on that same level or communicating in that same way. Because you were mentioning before, which I thought was really profound, is, you know, building a, a sustainable uh, long-term foundation, right, in our relationships, wellness, and career. So part of that is the communication. And we have, in order to effectively communicate, what you're saying is, is that we have to actually uh, make sure that our uh, jargon, jargon, our voca- you know, our vocabulary we use, the way we express our ideas is consistent with the private sector. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because when we're going through a transformation phase, the communication is so key that it not only can help us to be clear to have others understand what we're what we're doing, but we also begin to learn to advocate for ourselves. We, we learn to advocate for our health. We learn to advocate for our business. And then the work for workflow process that we are transforming from and to becomes more effective because we are communicating clearly. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned something else, Wanda, that was really interesting. And it was um, it was really talking about the businesses and some of the struggles and things that they're contending with. And when you were talking earlier, I thought immediately about uh, Southwest Airlines canceling uh, half of their flights because they didn't have enough flight attendants and personnel, you know, mm-hmm. for the planes. And so, so in what ways can uh, business owners? generate income to sustain their businesses because many people are in the private sector. So all kinds of occupations, right? So our military personnel are involved in everything from airlines, you know, to transportation, to, uh, you know, grocery stores that you, you name it, right? Car shops um, and, and, you know, and major businesses, you know, in the business community. So, you know, how can wait, what are some ways that business owners, especially if they're entrepreneurs, how can they generate income uh, to sustain their businesses? Yeah, I love the fact that you brought up Southwest. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you brought up Southwest Airlines because Southwest Airlines has a unique way of tracking their, um, their business. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so, they're, they're so niche down to tracking the numbers and the data of their business that they can tell you when a, um, they can know in advance when the storms are going to be hmm. uh, affecting the amount of people who travel on their airlines. And so they they make adjustments on a daily basis just by the data alone. Huh. So using that as an example, I would say that you they first want to do that assessment again. 
They want to look at the assessment and discover the gap. So Southwest, again, take mm-hmm. Southwest, for example. They looked at the, the gaps of what's happening. Passengers are not flying as often as they were. So they had to cut down on some of their their uh, flights and going in multiple places. They have many, many planes, I guess like 10,000 flights in one one day. So they, they, they assessed, started the adjustment, and then they started filling the gap. And being a little kind of like, I'm sure they are looking at that data to uh, gauge on when the the the, the uh, passenger occupation will the, the will incline that the uh, passengers will begin to incline again on when they're going to flight. So they're looking at how they're closing those gaps and expanding those gaps, you know. Wow. And they're using those systems. Those particular systems are are project management. Uh, skill that they are using to manage their business. So a business, a, a normal business needs to have those, that level of, of scope and looking at their business and knowing their data mm-hmm. so that they can communicate and not lose the customer. Southwest is not, I can guarantee you, they're not losing any customers because they are communicating right. ahead of time that we've cut down these, these uh, flights and, Overall, it's going to be better for them. They save on fuel. It's amazing their system that they use. Wow, you know, because you know, because I was actually getting my car detailed uh, earlier today, and I was speaking to a, a one guy. Who, um, his name was Muhammad, but he was telling me he, uh, you know, has grocery stores. He has a few grocery stores he owns, and he said that you know when the pandemic was coming, I was asking, well, how did you adjust to that? And he said, you know what I did. He said uh, at towards the end of the pandemic, uh, you know, for the first year because we're still in it and we still have a ways to go. But he said, you know, during the December time frame, I stocked up. And they were saying, what are you doing buying all these supplies? And he said, because he said at certain point, once that, um, you know, and he did it that back in November because they were looking at uh, the, the vaccine coming out. He said that he overstocked everything that he had. He was sold out the first week in January. <laughs> everything went mm. Because people started mobilizing and they had more confidence in buying and going out and, and pulling things into their home. And so, you know, so what you're saying is really uh, amazing. You know, you have to make those adjustments in your thinking as a business person and what will sell, what won't sell, when will it sell, right? Uh, so so what should employees do while waiting to return to work and how long does it uh, look like the economy will stand still? <laughs> I know that's well, a, a million-dollar like, question. Well, the economy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the economy is going to be like this for a while. And mm-hmm. it's not going back to where it is going to be so much physical anymore. Business owners are trying to see how they can get out of contracts as far as their building occupation. I mean, uh, occupying buildings because employees are, are, are pretty much starting to demand to work more at home from home or split their work options of not going into the office so much. And then they're looking at the different things on how it's saving, um, you know, gas, the, the fumes in the air, pollution, and all of those things. So employees have to start looking at, again, taking the evaluation, what skills do I already have? Where is the economy going? And what do I desire to do if that shift happens? Even though they enjoy going to work, and some of them may enjoy being at home, but how can you take that and transfer it into skills that you can use and be um, 
be flexible because the the uh, creative economy in the United States is mm-hmm. like 10.3 million jobs. It's nearly 10% of the employment from all jobs as a whole are being as a creative employment and they're working from home. That's the, that's the new future that we're headed to. Mm, yeah. And the type of skills that, that are going to be needed is one, communication, writing skills, Art and visual skills, communication skills, again, open-mindedness, being able to allow yourself to think creatively, website production, things that you can do from home. These are the skills that will be in our near future. So if someone has those type of skills, I recommend that they start honing them in, Mm -hmm. taking classes or things that will help them and edify those skills and be prepared for that. Yeah, you know, in, in particular, uh, Wanda, you bring up an excellent point. I'm glad you, you know, outlined it the way you did. That's brilliant. Um, and, and I was wondering, you know, what types of jobs will be more valuable in the, the economy? Because right now we're talking about all this infrastructure rebuilding. You know, President Biden has, um, you know, trillions of dollars going into this. And then we also have the green economy with, uh, you know, electric cars. And so a lot of things are going towards the uh, STEM or science, technology, engineering, mathematics arena. And pe- they're going to need people who can actually uh, effectuate changes. We see all what's happening in Oregon with 104 degree weather for the first time uh, in Washington State. So, what, what do you think is the future looks like? Uh, you know, a projection on what kinds of jobs will be in, important. Well, you're looking at uh, media first of all. Yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> of course. Content, content, yes, content writers, and that's our specialty. You know, we help help them with uh, learning how to tell stories in all forms and fashions through uh, film writing and um, you know um, speaking podcasts and things like that. But IT security and okay. big data; mm-hmm. those are huge. Big data, bringing it back to ICT security, you know, all the breaches that we've had. So anything that we can do to start learning how to do that. Amazon is offering uh, free training for veterans that are um, learning how to do uh, AWS security. And then you have the big data. That's what Mm. Southwest uses in order to even save fuel. So they're looking at their big data months ahead days ahead and they can i mean they're i love southwest system um how they are looking at the big data and they're able to to tell their employees okay we don't need you today because we're only going to have so many um people on board and we're changing that flight you know Mm -hmm. so those are really major skills if if someone gets into the creative fields and all of these by the way fall under creative um, if they get into the creative field, they will not be hurting for employment. Okay. You know, Wanda, we're just running out of time. And, you know, is there a website people can go to uh, just to see your uh, work you're doing? And, you know, it's always I, – I love talking to you. <laughs> I, I could talk to you for hours right now. <laughs> uh, but, you know, give us, a, give us that website, someplace that people can go and get more information. <laughs> so it's sistersoldier.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-H. Soldier, S-O-L-D-I-E-R dot com. And uh, we have a 
course that's coming up, some training on communication and project management that also helps with that that's happening next week as well. So, wow. um, yeah, go to sistersoldier.com. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you, Wanda. And we have got to have you, well, we have you back on again <laughs> because we have, uh, yeah. uh, th- this is our partner. Uh, you know, she serves, she matter, uh, she voices a coalition with partner Sister Soldier. We are so happy to have you and we are blessed to have you. Thank you for what you do for our veterans and their families because when you affect a veteran, you affect the entire family and the nation. So thank you. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.